self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing. We are Conversation Con Artists. What's going on, people? It's your boy, Mr. On Point. And I am Calamity Red. And we are Conversation Con Artists, back for another wonderful, fantastic episode. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point and on TikTok at Eddie B Eating and Eddie B Talking. And I can be found at Red underscore Calamity on Instagram. If you have a question, comment, read a letter that you would like for us to respond to, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is Conversation Conversation Carnarvis at gmail.com, or you can send it to any of the aforementioned social media. Um, We did hear from Michael's wife from over the pond. Um, I won't read it because it was basically just kind of a check in to let us know that they were still listening and that um, that they want us to talk about um, Diablo 4 because they aren't going to be buying it because I think them individually they play it and then their their kid plays it. So they got to buy three copies of a $70 game or who knows how much it is in UK money. But um, and she just said that, you know, they've been just busy and. But they're still listening. So she did reach out. So shout out to Michael's wife. And she signed it that way. That's what she wants us to call her. <laughs> nice. Um, Diablo 4. Let me just say about Diablo 4. If, if you're a Christian. Oh, yeah. You're going to turn that shit on. Watch the intro video. And you're going to feel like demonic spirits done entered your bedroom. Okay. Just to let you know. This shit and even not- if you make it past the first point. That church scene mm-hmm. when he find out what happened to the people that will fuck you all the way up. Like they, you really gonna cut that shit out if you made it past the beginning and you get to that part. Like once you realize that this, this, I don't know. Like a part of me with Diablo three, I did, it didn't feel like this was like not Christian or somebody who was writing it was like an atheist or some shit. But like it seemed like. The themes of this one is gonna make some Christians uncomfortable. I mean, all of it should be like if you is that Diablo demon or devil translated? Uh, devil, I think. Like if you you shouldn't be playing a game called Devil No Way. Uh, if you if you're a hardcore Christian, you know what I'm saying. Uh, but so if you can get past the idea that it's a game <laughs> called Demon. And you can get past the fact that it looked demonic in the creatures. Then you're going to have to reckon with the idea that, like, the, the game is centered around this a woman named Lilith who was, uh, who is referenced to being Adam's first wife. Not because, you know, in some lore, Eve wasn't Adam's first wife. So now you got to reckon with the story of Adam and Eve because where, where Lilith come from? Mm-hmm. You know? She was another demon, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like she was just she was another demon that supposedly married Adam and that turned into a whole a whole shabacle. But I think the difference is with Diablo three, it was so it was more cartoony. They made this shit like, you know, um I always forget the name of it. The the game where he shot the deer and made the the boy watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um what is the name of that fucking game? God of War. God of War. Um, they made it more along those kind of lines. So like Diablo three was a little bit more cartoony. It had like blood, but it wasn't like this. It wasn't entrails. It wasn't like 
Like it just it looks more realistic. Um and the storyline is a little bit more, you know, evil based than I feel like the other one. I was. mean, the villain, the bad guy from the rip came right in there and started fucking shit up. And you are literally like walking in their path of the, sh- the destruction they causing her and her little minions. And so it's like, it ain't no spend the whole game searching for the bad guy. Well, you going to oh, do yeah. that. But like without knowing much, but like she came in like, hey, I'm here now, motherfuckers. And that's yeah. like what you're trying to figure out. I wonder if they're going to like, I wonder if they're going to add classes because it's like five, five classes. And it's yeah. like, they always add classes, don't get me wrong. But you would think they would just put a bunch of different classes in the game just to spread out the, the vantage point. And the characters seem like isolated enough from each other that you could do that. Just mm-hmm. have a bunch of characters in the game. It would be different if it was like every run is different and had different animations based on each class. But it, it don't seem like that to be the case. So, no, because I originally played, well, when I played the beta, I did a druid. And then when I started playing this time, I did a sorcerer. And then I have a game going now on my own where I am a necromancer. And the story's been the same. Mind y'all, I want y'all to know this and understand this. The reason that she started a new game is because I don't play enough. <laughs> because when she get off of work, she will play the damn game from off work to bedtime. And I just don't be doing it like that sometimes. I do sometimes, don't get me wrong. Ark had me in a chokehold for like some months. You know, right? Probably about four four months. And I just been off of Ark for like that long, waiting for Diablo to come out. But she started her own game because she was like, fuck nigga, you just (laughs) want to come play two hours at a time. And I need to keep it moving. (laughs) I need shit to do. So that's, you know, how I game. So I have the sorcerer um game with on point and so that will progress as we progress together and then i'm just doing the necromancer is actually pretty fucking cool um the powers are, are kind of neat I, I, i'm liking her and i always fight against my natural instinct of getting a barbarian because it's like let me try something different but then again i just get the barbarian so i started with the barbarian um i like another- magical shit <laughs> Another thing about the game is it it has a whole bunch of uh, in-game purchases yes, uh, that you can make. And so my hypothesis is that the reason that they're not adding any more classes than they have to is because when classes come out, you're going to have to buy them classes. And I think that's another reason the individual classes being disconnected from the story and able to stand alone without manipulating the story Hence, they put five out. I think it make gonna make it real easy for them to just add a character into there, and it's gonna make it to where you don't have to have the character yourself. You know what I'm saying? On your game, it would be different if the game like forced you to have the character, but like, nah, you could just buy a character, add it, and you know, kind of like characters on Mortal Kombat and shit. Like, you could still play online with other people, and they fight you with the characters they purchased, but you not have them on the game. You know what I'm saying? Some games used to be where if you didn't have the content, they just wouldn't even let you play online with motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, was Destiny like that? Early Destiny? 
But there's a host of games that if you didn't buy the updated maps or the updated whatever they're doing, you couldn't play along. But I don't like the way the server is set up where when you're playing is other people that you not that's not in your like direct game just running the fuck around. It ain't yeah. you know what? It ain't even just running around because it's some of them games like Dark Souls where you see other people running around and it don't impact your game. Oh, yeah. But they actually impact your game. Like They're killing things. Yeah, they fighting shit over in front of you. And it's like, cool if you just end up for the loot and you want to run behind a dude who's a level 30 while you're a level 15. That's cool. But, like, if you somebody who really trying to, like, learn... Level your fight, character up and level... Yeah, because you don't get the points for it when they do it, so... I don't like that shit. I, I, I wish that... I think you do get the experience points. I think you got to just be in the vicinity of it having happened. That's stupid. But when like... you start a lot of those fights, it gives you a mastery option to where if you complete certain goals within the fight, you get stuff. Yeah. And, like, if somebody else started it before you, then you, you're not going to qualify for that stuff. So, yeah, it's kind of... I don't like that. I'm not, I'm not a, like, multiplayer gamer in general i'm i'm a very much a solitary gamer so if i'm a play with somebody i want to play with the people that i know and i don't want to play with other folks <laughs> and i'm not a, i'm not online that's not my not my thing so i don't really like that aspect of it but when i was playing by myself in the town and it may have been because of time of when i was playing i, I didn't see nobody mm. it wasn't like when we were playing because it was motherfuckers running all over the place when you and i were playing so I don't know yeah. what why it wasn't when I was by myself, but mm. but it's cool so far. Um, the story is a lot darker, and like I said, I think it doesn't help that the graphics are so much more realistic. So it just really feels fucking like you watching a horror movie. <laughs> and you playing on that old ass Xbox? Mm-hmm. What's well, Xbox One? Don't have people think I got an Xbox Three Sixty. <laughs> Well, people who play Xbox enough know it ain't on the Xbox 360 because they didn't even release the game for that system. So <laughs> they, they they understand. I but also that uh that piece of the game about the other people it don't take away from the it don't take away from the game itself. Like it's it's a really good experience. If mm -hmm. you like Diablo, you're gonna like this game. That other part don't take nothing away from it. Um, it takes something away from me, but that's because I don't like playing with others. <laughs> But, but but the thing is, if you happen to be running a game where nobody was in it, you'd be having the time of your fucking life. I would be having the you time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because we were playing, we played, of 100% that we played, we ran into people for 10% of that. Probably yeah. If that. Like, that might not even be the accurate representation. I mean, it was like three areas where we run in, ran into people when we had fought 20 by ourselves. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And mostly, really, was within the cities. It was a lot more of them within the cities. Yeah. Of the town. So, man, yeah. One, it's a one, cool game, though. One thing I'm learning about gaming for me um, is I've cracked open my PS5 and I started playing uh, some old, older games because I want to beat them to get to the newer games. And I am just, I think the reason that I started gravitate towards sandbox games like Ark or like No Man's Sky is because I have really come to enjoy pressure-free gaming, like objective-free gaming. Like, the objective being what I want it to be, well, okay, let me go in and try to see if I can tame this particular type of dinosaur, or let me go in and see if I can gather some more metal for my base resources and and this and that. Um, or 
No Man's Sky. Let me just travel through different planets to see, you know, what the planets spawn as. But like when I've been playing Horizon Zero Dawn and even the new, the, the new, the newer Spider Man, it ain't new no more, but the Miles Morales Spider Man. When I unlocked stuff in the city with Spider Man and all of this different stuff popped up on the map, like you got a cell phone that give you crimes you can go to and then you got these like electronic boxes around that you can go to and then you got these other kind of the map so overwhelming i just cut that shit off man i just i don't know if something has shifted in my gaming world where i just don't want to play those games like that you could not play zelda because zelda's huge (laughs) it ain't even about the size it's just about i think once it unlocks everything and you could choose about five different things to do that fuck that fuck me up. It's yeah. like I would need stuff to either unlock slower or or have a straight direction of something that I can do like missions. That Horizon Zero Dawn is like you can stay on the main mission, you know, and not have a problem. But I don't know, man. It's just something that's shifting in my gaming. I need to figure out what it's gonna be at the end of this. Well, I am still playing Zelda. Um because I an adult with shit to do um i know some people are able to just sit down and play and play and play and play but i play when i can so the game is huge i mean if you wanted to go from point a to point b and just beat the boss you probably could do that fairly quickly but it is so many side missions and so many shrines to find there's three different level areas to um explore it's just a really big game so i'll probably be playing that still for a while because it's like 152 shrines by themselves not to Mm -hmm. mention all the whales and all the other stuff that you can find so um still playing that too we'll be playing that probably for a while because i've Mm -hmm. I've made it to where i could go find and fight the final boss but i'm just doing all the other stuff now i got like some people i i have to have the full map i want to see where everything is and do it in the order that i want to um and so I uncovered all of the map, and so now I'm exploring. And then once I feel like I've done that enough, then I'll go beat the game. But yeah, so those are the tips. Sims is on is on pause for right now because they fucking did an update where they changed the goddamn controls. On I played on console, and um, the it it makes it unplayable. Like your muscle memory. It's a substantial change in the controls to where people are like complaining. <laughs> it ain't no like, setting to change it back. Oh, you, you can't change it. They no, they they change like yeah, you can't change it. But that's some stupid ass shit. And it's like a significant change to where the buttons that you would normally use to play it uh, to pause and unpause the game switch with the buttons that you would normally use to like change from person to person so like it's just really fucking it makes it awkward and you know if i play long enough i probably could get used to the new controls but i don't want to it's stupid and um people have been complaining so i'm hoping they're gonna change it back so that's on pause till they change get them fucking controls back right because i ain't got time for this shit it's so annoying and it makes it so difficult to play so diablo and zelda are gonna be my go-to and i still have a uh, so when I bought Zelda, I did the um, Nintendo had this thing where you could buy like two vouchers for a hundred dollars. The Zelda game was seventy dollars by itself, so that left me with the ability to get another game and pay less than sixty seventy dollars for it. 
So I still have a voucher left. I don't know what I'm gonna get with it though, because mm. it's only like, like Nintendo, like it's only their games. They're um like Zelda or the Mario games or, and so a lot of it I already have. So I got to figure out what I'm gonna buy with that other voucher too. Gotcha. Gotcha. What did Miss um, Cinnamon send? Miss Cinnamon sent us on, something on Instagram. She gave me a little insight to um, the Quora issue that we had last week where I, I said I didn't know what the original post was. Mm-hmm. Um, she said, wait a minute. I don't know if I'm supposed to read this or not. I'm going to read it anyway. Hello, I'm sorry I didn't explain Cora last time. Yes, his questions and the reply with the most upvotes is usually highlighted. I don't know how to get to the original post thread because these are usually highlighted posts they email me. So much has happened since I sent the last one. I forgot I sent it. So when you said I sent the letter this week, I actually wondered if I sent something else amidst the chaos that had been in my life the last three weeks. Um, my son graduated high school last week, but I'm very much in agreement with both of your responses to the mother-in-law suing for grandparents' rights. She better hope she wins because she'd be cut faster than Jonathan Majors from everything, everywhere, all at once. <laughs> Good day, ma'am. No matter his age. I'm definitely about my boundaries more. And with a narcissist parent, I see I need even more. Another story for another day. I have another core post, but I'm just adding to the adding the question for you to weigh in on. And this is just a question. Okay. My 18 year old son left home without authorized. Okay, my 18-year-old son left home with our authorization to get an apartment and now refuses to pay his daily parenting fees that he has been paying since he was 13 years old. How would I go about suing him? What the fuck is a parenting fee? What is that? Since he was 13? Get the fuck out of here. That's some shit that I want to slap the hell out of parent that told me that for about. Not a parent that I was seeing as a client. I never want to slap the hell out of my clients, but a parent that volunteered that information with me on neutral grounds, I'd be like, I slapped the shit out you. What you mean parenting fees? You're charging him for being your parents? I guess that's the only thing I could think of. How he make money? At 13. At 18, he might got a little side job, but 13, what the fuck? How was y'all getting parenting fees out of him? Like, were y'all giving him an allowance and saying that you got to pay us for being your parents? Like, I wonder how they framed that to the child. Oh, man, I wish I had more context for this question because I really, I really want to know, like, what their intention behind parenting fees were. Because if you want your kid to pay some shit, it's so many range of things that you can do to, under the guise of it being how to become financially responsible as a kid. It's so many different things you can do. To, to make a child be financially responsible. But this move sounds like a parent that wants their child to know that you fucked up our lives by coming here. And, and the crazy part is, is they didn't fuck up your life. You fucked up your life. You had me. <laughs> I wasn't part of that decision. And then Y'all a 13 year old don't even have the, the power to challenge them fees. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? What could the fee be? I mean, I just really would like an explanation of what the fee is. What would you do if your mama and your daddy called you and said that uh, they wanted you to start paying parenting fees? Laughing and in motherfucking faces. 
I mean, they they fucking dead serious. They ready to cut you off about this, like for real. All all y'all siblings, they calling y'all and they saying, "Listen, we we putting our foot down." We we were at church and the church brought up this thing about parenting fees and they had some real good points because we you know we put a lot of work in raising y'all and and we I need pay, we need parenting fees it's gonna be a hundred dollars for each of us per month uh and we are willing to cut y'all off if y'all don't comply with this what, what what's up get the cutting the fuck did I ask you to pay for my uh therapy sessions that I had to do because of my goddamn childhood like we gonna start getting money for bullshit things I got a whole list we can go we can do this I don't think you want to go there I don't think this is what you want I don't think you want to do this because we can and you know I could sue you for pain and suffering you want to just throw out frivolous lawsuits and shit let's do it you just gonna cut your parents off like that yes what i'm not cutting them off they cut me off i'm not don't say that don't you just gonna cut your parents off they cut me off over some bullshit i ain't do shit they called me with it but you ain't paying so don't that mean you technically the reason why y'all getting cut off no they or they, they read the reason why you getting cut off because they the one that that, that put it out there they put an unreasonable request out how would that be my fault the only way for me to to for this to not happen will be for me to be as irrational as they're being and i'm not gonna do that fuck out of here man please no absolutely the fuck not if that shit happened to me my mama called me and i and she was real serious about it and i said no i'm not paying and she said okay well i guess i'll talk to you when i talk to you bye i don't like i'm blocking your number or whatever i'm gonna go get me a steak (laughs) from my favorite place not to celebrate you know what I'm saying? But just to to show myself that I'm the reasonable motherfucker in the room. And I believe I am. And I'm going to celebrate me being reasonable as fuck while everybody else is going to hell and and uh, fucking up their decision-making processes. I would not do that. So what if you had a client? What if you had a client that uh, a 16-year-old kid who somehow they've been getting money, but they you find out that their parent is charging them a parenting fee and they have been since they were 13 years old and the child is telling you like it's normal because you know the child don't have no other place to reference it from what what you doing in this situation with stuff like that when it's kids that are dependent on their parents because me putting into their head that it's fucked up and that they shouldn't be doing it is not going to help nobody right so what i would do is i'm going to go to the source like, oh, your parents got you paying a parenting fee? Okay, let me schedule a parenting session with your folks. And I'm going to have a conversation with them. Because going through the child, 16-year-old, don't, I mean, it's not a lot she's going to be able to do. Even if I could convince her that it's unfair, she should be doing what the fuck is she going to do? Stop paying it and then, you know, incur their wrath? Like, I have to be really careful with kids that are still under their their parents' control. Because you don't want to make shit hard for them. Because there's okay. only so much they can do. Okay, so a parent asks you, a parent tells you that they are thinking about doing parenting fees for their kids. You need to stop right there. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. But Why parenting would, is a hard job. Parenting is, is not it is, easy. It is something that you chose to do. This is something you chose to do that you never had to do. You could have went your entire life and never had a fucking kid and kept all your money. 
nobody made you go have them children and the children didn't ask to be born actually they came here against any choice of their own and, and got put in this shit and just got to make the best of it so the fact that you feel entitled to receive some kind of compensation for you deciding to have the, the a kid is crazy to me that's crazy and you know what and and she she said how would we go about suing Man. an 18 year old for parenting fees go please go to the courts and do that i want them to go and do a lawsuit for this laughing y'all goddamn face and be you're gonna have to pay court costs and the, the judge gonna be mad for wasting the court's time and they're gonna say good for him good for that young man for getting out of that goddamn house <laughs> that's all they need to know our son is has stopped paying his parenting fees and you know, he moved. We let him move out, but he, if we knew he was going to stop paying them parenting fees, we wouldn't have let him move out. But because he stopped paying those parenting fees, we need to sue him. Like, why, ma'am, why did you come in here with this stupid-ass shit? It's clear that your son... And, you know, Judge Judge Judy, Judge Mathis, one of them judges, they'll tell you that shit. They'll be like, well, it's a good riddance that this motherfucker got rid of y'all ass because it had to be a headache being in the house with y'all. It had to be. Had to be. No option. Look. I choose to have Remy. I don't have to have a pet. You didn't okay? choose Remy? Well, I choose to have a pet. I had a dog, so let's not get into the specifics. <laughs> I, I choose to have a dog. Uh, y'all, I just want y'all to know there was a time period where she, she was like, what the fuck about Remy? Because, you know what I'm saying? Never give anybody a living thing for a birthday present. Don't do that, man. Do not do that. Sorry. It's just fucked up. Well, if he'd been a different dog, it might, I might not feel that way about it. But it, it, that's the problem with giving, you don't know what their personality is going to be. But neither here nor there. I, ch- I chose to have a pet. I choose to have him. I didn't have to accept him. I could have said, I don't want another animal. So it would be like me expecting some kind of compensation for choosing to have a pet because being an owner is, is difficult. It, because it is. It, this motherfucker gets scared about shit that don't make no sense. His most current fear is beeping fire alarms. You know how your fire alarm make that beeping sound when you need to change the battery? If I watch something on TV where a person's battery in the background is beeping, he start freaking the fuck out. I don't even know why, okay? The other day, I was sitting outside, and this motherfucker tried to bring me a shaking living lizard and looked confused as fuck when I kept running back from him saying, drop it, don't drop it. He looking at me like I'm the crazy one. Bitch, if you don't put that shit down and get away from me with that goddamn lizard, Okay? A being a pet owner has its difficulties, but I chose it. It ain't he don't owe me shit. I didn't have to accept him. I don't have to have him. He don't owe me a fucking thing. I took on the responsibility of him, so I owe him shit. Okay, I paid three hundred dollars the other week for his fucking annual and some medicine for his itchy ass skin. Think I wanted to do that? But it's part of pet ownership. They get sick. They have to do that shit. So like anything that you choose to do that you don't fucking have to for you to later come back and, and want the thing that you chose to, to give you compensation for is fucking insane that you you and people i don't know why people act like it's so hard to not have kids it's very simple you can fuck and not have children it is absolutely possible for you to fucking do that so the fact that you chose to either be irresponsible and and end up with a fucking kid or you just decided you wanted to have kids Bitch, this is what you do. You get the hard job of being a parent. You don't get compensation for that shit. No parent does. That's why you need to think about it before you decide to uh, to go down that road of being a fucking parent. 
Because it, it is. It is a thankless job. Kids are fucking little assholes most of the time. But you chose that life for yourself. You don't get to tell the child, like, since I had you, you got to pay me. What? I was not in on that decision. Hell, I just arrived here confused as fuck. I was in a nice, wet, warm place chilling. And then all of a sudden, there's doctors and shit spanking my ass. And now I got to live in this world. (laughs) I had nothing to do with your decision to exist. So therefore, you don't get compensation for it. And the fact that y'all even were able to talk him into that. He needs to sue y'all for all that money back that he has paid y'all over the years. If anybody should be suing, it's him. To get a return on all the money that he's paid y'all because that shit is fucking ridiculous. Parenting fees. The fuck out of here. You sounding like Judge Toler right now. Who is that? She's the judge from divorce court. Oh. She be going on them in rent. She be like, ma'am, you are a microbiology student and this man has brought nothing but trouble into your life. He ain't even remorseful. Look at him. He ain't even (laughs) sorry for what he did. And he got this other woman pregnant. What you need to do is pack your shit up, get out. You you sound a real Judge Tollery right now. So you got there roast a motherfucker for 10 minutes straight in the courtroom after she done made her decision. Look, after (laughs) she done made her decision now, the essence of that is after she done said all that shit, he gonna try to defend himself and she just motherfucking hit the ham on the table. (laughs) I'm out. Be like, ah, she got his ass. She, she love doing that little drop the mic shit. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. TikTok motherfucking accounts on TikTok that begin real popular or TikTok accounts that read Reddit shit, TikTok accounts that play court shows over and over, paternity stuff, bro. Yep. That people just creating them accounts and motherfucking, and I be contributing like a motherfucker because I definitely be listening to them Reddit stories and goddamn all that shit. I get a lot of the paternity court ones. I I have never watched paternity court, but the little clips are funny as fuck. Cause she be they getting their ass too. Like she be like, are. what? That white lady too. I don't remember her name. She ain't Judge Judy, but she she tough. New divorce court got Star Jones on it. I think man, and it's like one of them situations where it's like they the term they using. They using literally a Merriam-Webster's definition of the term judge for the for the people. They not using like the legal. Yeah, they not using that legal term that means you used to be a goddamn lawyer, passed the bar, went through the. They ain't talking about none of that shit. Okay. But anyway, uh, Miss Cinnamon, thank you for that. I am certain that you knew that this question was rolling on a flashbang into the room with me and Red. Um, you should know that by now with how long you've been listening. You knew we weren't finna have that shit. <laughs> what? Duffer. You know, no offense. I mean, I hope you're not thinking about doing that because I mean that just means your idea got roasted for the last damn, you know, however many minutes we did. But I stand beside it. Don't be charging your children no parenting fees. <laughs> you know, matter of fact, if you got some friends or some people who gonna charge their kids parenting fees, you need to tell them that they need to goddamn get a counselor. They need to talk to somebody. To tell them not to become parents. It Don't no, fucking have no goddamn kids. They already got the kids. Um, They already got the kids. You know what I'm saying? They they never said no stupid shit like this the first 11 years because a kid, you, you've been spending so long trying to keep their ass alive, you ain't even thought about money from, from them. You know what I'm saying? Then at some point, 
you start telling your folks, hey, I'm thinking about charging my kids parenting fees because this shit hard. They won't listen. They do it. It's a kid's job not to fucking listen. That is their job. If it's your job to go home or go to work and then pay for the house and take care of everything, make sure the kid is fed on the line. If that's your job, their job is to motherfucking eat all your goddamn food, spend all your goddamn money, not listen to your ass, and try to get away with shit. That's the job of a fucking kid. And you know what? You was the same motherfucking kid that they was. Yep. Because it's the nature of being a motherfucker in a family dynamic with no power. Somebody got to take care of you. And the reason that they being take care, taken care of is because they didn't ask to be here. You snatched them out of the fucking void. And they came here. And you know what? You're supposed to be training them how to do shit properly. Right? There's a subset of kids who, even if you try to train, it's going to be probably damn near impossible. But you know what? You're the one that's going to be responsible for most of that motherfucking child's trauma. And if you're the kind of parent that's asking this kind of question, I'm certain that they have traumas because of your ass. I am certain that you fucked them up in several different ways that some you may know and some you may not. But either way, you're in denial if you ask for your child to pay for being uh, your, for being their parent. So, 100%. Yeah. Thanks for that again, Miss so, you know, I said this week the theme was going to be boyfriends. Yes. Bitches is crazy. <laughs> like, the titles for the boyfriend ones are weird. <laughs> like, last the, last week it was like boyfriends doing like petty shit to their girlfriend or not wanting to pay for it or whatever the case. This shit is like, I'm going to read them. Let me, just, <laughs> let me okay. just read a few of the titles. Am I the asshole for hiding my boyfriend's blanket? I don't know. Would I be the asshole if I don't go and see my best friend who I haven't seen in under a year because I used to play with her boyfriend's feet? <laughs> Your face. I told you they're weird. And Am I the asshole for telling my boyfriend's dad he was dead? Oh, damn. That means he's still alive. <laughs> Shit. Am I the asshole for hanging out with my boyfriend in my own apartment? I picked that one because if you're saying that, it's a reason. So you probably got roommate. You doing some scandalous shit and you trying to... I'm in my own place. Yeah, but you got a roommate, I feel like. Um, Would I be the asshole if I find my boyfriend's estranged father? He estranged for a reason, bitch. Oh, yeah. I want an update for that one. Am I the asshole for canceling on my on family vacation after my newly widowed mom decides to bring her new boyfriend. You don't get to decide when she move on from your daddy. <laughs> but you do get to decide whether you want to be around him. True. I want to do the dead daddy one in that one. I mean, you can keep reading. Where, you, where they told the boyfriend's dad that he was dead? Yeah. Okay. Um... Am I the asshole for knowingly letting my mom's boyfriend get food poisoning was the last one. <laughs> knowingly letting him get food poisoning. Yes. That's... He did that shit to himself. If you know and you stand by and let the person get food poisoning though, I don't know. I mean, maybe. I don't know. It depends on the circumstances. Am I the asshole for telling my boyfriend's dad he was dead? <laughs> 
My boyfriend left home on his 18th birthday after a big fight with his dad. He tried to reach out after that, but his dad completely ignored him and wanted nothing to do with him. My boyfriend was really depressed about it, but he eventually got over it. I remember one night we got drunk. We're apartment sharing with friends, and he told us that he was dead to his father, and that stuck with me. Yesterday, he just showed up. My boyfriend's dad, that is. Myself and one of our roommates were the only people home. I answered the door, but I didn't let him in. He said he wanted to talk to his son, and I said, oh, you're dead, son? He must not have remembered or understood the reference because he went completely pale and asked how when he died, how and when he died. He looked almost as upset as my boyfriend had been, so I decided to let him stew in it. First of all, okay, let me just, let me not, let me, I'm, I'm, I'm going to come back to that. <laughs> I told him a fake story. He looked like he was going to throw up and he asked if he could come in and have some water. I reluctantly let him because he seemed very ill. Once inside, my roommate saw us and asked what was going on. My boyfriend's dad asked if he knew his son and my roommate was super confused and it quickly came out that my boyfriend wasn't actually dead. My boyfriend's dad was furious. He said I was a sick person with a hateful heart. I told him he said his son was dead to him, so why would he even care? He said he made a mistake in a moment of anger, but I made a cold-blooded decision. My roommate almost also said what I did was fucked up. I went to our, our room and called my boyfriend, who said to make sure his dad left before he came home, which I did, and he did reluctantly. I did not tell my boyfriend about the dead thing, just that he showed up and seemed to regret things. My boyfriend is shocked by his dad just showing up, and I don't want to pile on more. My roommate said I was a huge asshole because no one deserves that, but I'm not sure. He did look so sick, but part of me thinks he brought it all upon himself. I don't know. Uh, she didn't edit, but let's just go with that. First of all, the fact that you think that this man was going to remember saying that his son was dead. First of all, he said he basically is dead to his father. I don't know that that means that the father said you're dead to me, but let's say he did. Let's say the dad did say you're dead to me. For you to think this man who's coming here to reconcile with his son is going to remember every nuanced piece of that argument and realize that when you said that his son was dead, that you were referring to him making that comment in the argument, bitch, bye. <laughs> Why the fuck would you do this? This is not your battle. That's for your boyfriend to decide how he wanted to handle that. You got way too involved. And then now the fact of the matter is you need to go ahead and tell him what the fuck you did. Because if he decides to meet up with his dad, and his dad tell him what the fuck you did and it comes from his dad. It's just, you don't want that. You need to go on here to fix that shit up. Tell him what the fuck you did. It was unnecessary. And all you had to do was say the nigga wasn't there. Because he really wasn't. And let him handle it. That's his relationship with his dad. You, you did way too much. <laughs> Fucking weirdo. You know, the things that some people do in defense of other people that they would justify because I was trying to defend you or I was trying to take up for you or support you or whatever. Some of the shit they do be next level stupid. You know, like, well, OK, what did you want? What were you trying to accomplish with this? Did you want the daddy to because you let him stew in it, huh? You and wanted, made up a whole story about him dying. You didn't you even see to, a look and stop it. You kept going. Like you wanted the daddy to feel what it would really feel like to have lost a son. Like, uh, this is exclusionary criteria. If I found this out, I would break up with you. Yep, because you're crazy. And it ain't even about goddamn, like, I still, my daddy still be no contact. It ain't like I'll call him and be like, pop some stuff. No, I'll be just, I wouldn't talk to my daddy and you just wouldn't be in my life. That's dumb shit. Like, the, the way that, because it's like the way that you made a, the decision I don't need to be entangled with you if you can make decisions in such a, a logically flawed direction. 
Like, that's trash. So, yeah, no. Uh, let's see what her update. Her update was, one of you made a compelling case to tell my boyfriend as soon as possible about telling his dad he was dead. That's what I said. Uh, he wanted <clears throat> he wanted to know what his dad reaction was and kept asking if he said anything other than asking for more information before he found out it was a lie. He only really asked questions like when, how was it sudden and such. And my boyfriend was pretty disappointed by that. He's he's pretty depressed this morning. You just, you know. Listen, y'all, if y'all got a partner who has <laughs> disconnected themselves from their parents, I need you to understand that there is still this inherent part of most of those people who desire to have a relationship with their parents. They just don't desire to have it in the form that it's been in. And that's the reason that you go no contact. That's the reason that you cut somebody off. Because one, they did something problematic to you or they're not respecting your fucking boundaries. Right? And in one of those, yeah, it's, it's, I cut you off. But you need to take into consideration that that person at some point may want a relationship with them. Uh, another death in the family may bring them together. And now you solidified your spot in their lives if they do reconnect as some cold-hearted scallywag who is willing to tell a lying-ass story about his son being dead <laughs> just for fucking shits and giggles. It seemed like, well, I'm sure your brain thought it was doing something, but no. You shouldn't do that shit. That's bad. Bad idea. Very bad idea. Very bad idea. Um, and then you want to do the one about not going on the vacation because mom got a new boyfriend. boyfriend yeah. Okay. Let's see who's unreasonable in this. Because either one of them could be unreasonable. All right. My dad lost his one and a half year battle with cancer one year ago, April of 2022. At only 62 years old. He and my mom were married for 31 years. The few months before my dad got sick, he and my mom were not on great terms and were contemplating divorce. However, through my dad's diagnosis and extreme ups and downs of treatments, they came together, squashed some of their issues, and my mom was there to care for my dad every step of the way. I miss him every day. Me and my mom had always been pretty close, but since my dad died, I feel like I'm seeing and talking to her less and less these days, and it makes me sad. In August of 2022, four months after my dad passed, my mom started seeing someone. She called him her friend, slipping in mentions of him in conversation, but I personally wanted nothing to do with him. Still don't. I thought it was too soon, and I told her so. Everyone grieves differently, and dating after losing a spouse is hard, but conversations I've attempted with this guy and the chemistry between them has been super awkward, in my opinion. I feel like she's disregarding any feelings or pushback that me, my sister, and extended family have about this relationship, large extended family, all very close-knit. She has now started bringing him to events and parties, and there's an awkward vibe when he's around. Nobody wants to say it out loud. This past week, he showed up unexpectedly at our family Easter party at my parents' house. My mom knew he was coming and did not mention it to anyone. Following tradition, we stood in prayer before we ate dinner, and my uncle prayed out loud for those who we have lost, and I felt so awkward that my mom's boyfriend was there holding hands with my family as we talked about my dad in my dad's house almost only a year to the day that he died. We're now booking flights for a large family vacation in June. Condo has already been booked for months. And my mom casually mentioned at Easter that she's bringing her boyfriend. I didn't hear this at the time. I found out later from a cousin. I immediately called and told her my feelings about him going. I don't want him to. And she completely changed the subject and did not acknowledge what I told her at all. Not to mention we had decided to leave a day early to save money on flights. But now that her boyfriend is gone, it will actually cost me more because we will no longer be splitting the cost that we were originally 
that we originally planned since they would be doing things separately. Money is not the problem, though. It's now principal to me. Of the 20 family members that will be on this trip, not one person really wants him to be there except her. He will be staying in the same condo, and we are going to have to tiptoe around this awkward situation for an entire week while we should be relaxing and enjoying family together. Am I the asshole for wanting to cancel on the family vacation and or stick to my guns about not wanting her boyfriend to go even though she already booked his flight? Okay. Shut your goddamn entitled ass up. <laughs> goddamn. Your mama spent a year and a half taking care of a motherfucker that she barely even liked anymore to make sure that he went out in a goddamn blaze of family connection and... While you say it's too soon, you don't know how long that motherfucking relationship been over for your mama. For her to yeah. spend a, a year and a half watching the motherfucker die to give you a good-ass memory of them having been together. And now, you have the grown-ass audacity to just want your mama to be by herself because it make you uncomfortable. Your mama is trying to find a fucking way to move on. It sounds like she's doing it, whether she's doing it well or doing it genuinely. Who knows? But maybe she just needs somebody to connect with because the way that she spent that last year and a half with y'all daddy, making sure he was in a good place and making sure that y'all can see that at the end of his life, that deserves some fucking compensation. And if you ain't going to come out of your fucking pockets, you need to let that lady have a, a boyfriend <laughs> or a person that she can connect to because who fucking knows how long it's been since she done connected with somebody. Who gives a fuck that the whole family don't like the dude? right? They probably don't like him off the energy of how y'all been fucking dealing with it. I'm sure somebody over there is okay with her having somebody because goddamn, look what she had to deal with. And Well, it depends on if they know. If they know what? What she had to deal with. You know how some if people the like daddy to had No, what she had to deal with as far as his rela her relationship with him. I mean, somebody gotta know, man. I mean, if they was on the brink of divorce, somebody, the family had to know. I mean, because otherwise you could just never have told your kids that's what was going on. You could have yeah. just kept that shit secret, especially once you knew you were going to take care of him until he died. I mean, I don't think she's an asshole for not going. That That's better than her going and like ruining the trip for everybody and giving off bad energy. She didn't say she's canceling the trip. She just said she wasn't going to go. She need to stay her fucking ass at home then. Yeah, she does. Like, if you can't go on a trip with 20 of your family members and and uh, and just enjoy yourself with 19 motherfuckers, I don't know what to tell you. She I did, a, up she did oh. an update. Well, let me let me tell you, say this first. Okay. I had I had a client like this. I had a and this was uh, this was when I was in, in the counseling program. I wasn't no licensed therapist or nothing. So as far as I'm concerned, it was just people that was talking to me. So I ain't, <laughs> this wasn't under confidentiality. I wasn't a therapist at that point. In time. <laughs> but I had an older male client, old white man. He was about 74 years old. Oldest client I've ever had. Me, we had such a good relationship too. Uh he had a wife that passed away. And this was slightly different though. The one of the wife's friends who was in their life, who the wife actually told him some people that she thought would be good for him if, when she died. She was in that list of people. 
And she started coming around. She started helping out. She was she lived nearby. Yada blah blah blah. And everything seemed cool until he brought his daughters into the conversation. And the daughters project projected their lack of having grieved their mama onto what they believe their daddy should be doing. And so this reminded me of that. It's like because I am not comfortable or, or because I haven't grieved my dad properly because, you know, saying shit like I miss him every day, it's like you, she probably hadn't grieved properly. And I mean, because of that... that long. It was just last year. Last year? Yeah. Still. I, I feel... Well, it's just giving me vibes of that. I can't say that that's what it is, but it's giving me vibes from that situation that I had where it's like she's just projecting her have, not having grieved onto mama and wanting mama to be as sad as, as she still is about dad's loss to the point that I can't move on. I can't do anything because realistically, when would a daughter like this ever fucking be okay with this? Huh? How many years got to go by two years, three years, four years, five years. Like it, it's never a amount of time they have to go by that. That child ain't never going to say, okay, mama, it's time for you to date until they see their mama. Goddamn you know, in the house by herself with a fucking bottle of pills laying next to her goddamn because she's sad and lonely as fuck. Do it take that for you to be like, oh, no, we need to get somebody for mama. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's a problem for me. Anyway, uh, what's the update? So here's the update. I had a conversation with my mom and told her that I just wanted her, <clears throat> wanted her to be happy and that if I upset her, I truly did not mean to. I explained to her that it might just take me a little while longer to get used to it, but I told her I'd use the vacation as a get-to-know-him time. After the whole conversation, all was good and we were in a good place. My mom had already bought his plane ticket and everything was set. And then two weeks later, he told my mom that she was too wild for him and that he had wanted to end their relationship. He said that he didn't like that she went out as much as she did. The only people she ever goes out with are people in our family, sisters, cousins, etc. And that he didn't want to be with her anymore. They broke up and my mom says that he was being an asshole to her after the fact. What? Okay, so let me answer the base question. Because that the fact that they broke up don't got shit to do with none of this. She added that in for her own comfort. The reality is you could have had that fucking conversation with your mama off rip about your discomfort with her having a new man in y'all's life and been the same level of okay that it ended up being after all of this bullshit happened. You could have had a reasonable conversation with your mama about that shit and it been fine. Because clearly when you had a reasonable conversation with your mama about it, everything was good and you decided that you just figured out how to get to know him. That's how you deal with a shit, a situation like this. That's how you deal with it. Well, but it, that is. But in the middle of grief, I mean, the fact that she was able to go back and fix it, I'm going to give her credit for that because I can't imagine. So I, this would never be a situation that I would experience because I don't give a fuck about my mama dating somebody else because my dad is a jackass. So, like, if he could die tomorrow and she could have a nigga next week, and I don't think I would give a fuck. Like... I if he was a another drinking ass motherfucker that that would bother me but the fact that she would be dating wouldn't bother me but that's only because I don't have a close relationship with my dad I don't have that attachment to him I, so I I would never respond this way but it's because it's because of trauma <laughs> so somebody that had a close relationship and having to deal with the fact that they lost their parent and it is looking like to to them that the mom just replaced that parent. I could see there being some difficulty in that transition. So the fact that, cause some people would have like doubled down and been like, fuck what y'all saying. 
she shouldn't be doing this. I don't like that nigga, and I'm not gonna deal with it. Like she was able to, I think that was her grief. I think she's just still grieving for her dad. So I'm not super inclined to say she's just a full on asshole. Because like I said last year, that's not long, especially not after having watched somebody die of cancer for a year and a half and watching them suffer. Like I can't imagine what that's like. So I don't, I don't feel as strongly about this one. I don't think I get, I can understand why she might, she shouldn't have responded the way that she did, but I can understand why she did. I mean, but I, I, like I said, I'm looking at it from the lens of you are willing to sacrifice somebody else's comfort for your, for your own. And in grief, I understand that somebody would do that, but it's not right. And it's not fair. And I don't support it. So I'm going to be hard on the person who is trying to take away somebody's search for normalcy amidst more trauma than you, you know, because I've been married to this person all this time. If shit didn't work out, we were finna get a divorce. Then this person get cancer. I put those differences aside and come back and take care of him. And then I lose him after that. Like, I want, I really wonder how much work the daughters were putting in on that journey as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, is this a daughter who live in Washington when they mama live in Tennessee? And it's like, just from a distance, I'm struggling with this. But mama was actually there seeing daddy suffering, probably still taking on some abuse, I imagine. Verbal it sound abuse like they, they a close-knit. It sounds like they get together and do shit out together all the time. So I don't think she's I'm too far just away. saying that that make, makes a difference. Yeah. You know, even if they are a close-knit family, how close to you, how close are you to the trauma, you know? And again, I'm not saying that they won. I'm just saying all these things makes a difference as it pertains to how I'm going to calculate the uh, the asks that you can have of your parents or specifically a mother in this situation when she's trying to figure a way to get through it. Because, I mean, I guess you can go, on, go home to your boyfriend and have a support and hug them at nighttime and have somebody to pillow talk with, with through your sadness. But mama can't have that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just it's just ultra selfish to me in that sense. Like, this thing that everybody else can have, you can't have it. And you lost it. I'm not willing to acknowledge that, like, you need something there. You know, so. That's my, I mean, that's my struggle with the situation. I kind of want to do the feet one, but it's long, so I won't. I just want to know why you would be playing with somebody's boyfriend's feet. That's fucking weird. It is weird. And is it your fetish or his fetish? <laughs> I mean, you know, motherfuckers that play with feet, it usually be they fetish that they playing with the feet. So if it's your fetish and you playing with her feet, that's fucked up. You shouldn't be doing that. It's fucking weird. It's yeah. your bo- your friend's boyfriend, not your boyfriend. You can't go do that shit. That's, but it's really, it's it's not really long, but it's longer than probably what we have time for. So Yeah, and I want to, um, I know you got to leave um soon and so i do want to do my little, little news bit uh so y'all know goddamn trump has been indicted why has he been indicted you say um if you're somebody who had been keeping up with it or if you're in another country and you ain't got time to be dealing with that shit michael and michael's wife this motherfucker got indicted for lying to the feds about these fucking top secret documents that he got out here and they've been doing research on this shit. So like a fucking 
long ass uh document came out about the indictment and it's just talking about how he was flaunting these documents which proves one that he knew exactly what he had so he was telling representatives and other people that were coming to mar-a-lago he was just showing them documents with the top secret stamped on the top of them motherfuckers and saying hey look what i got i know i ain't supposed to have it they tried to get me to bring them back but i didn't you know and i could have declassified them when i was the president but you know what it don't matter because i got them check this out he pretty much just showing this shit off and this one verifies several things because you can't say I got them by accident. You can't say that I didn't know what I had. And you can't say that it hasn't been used uh, and put in front of other people's eyes. Now, we don't know whose eyes that motherfucker's been put in front of. And of the people we know, we don't know whose eyes they might have been in front of that we don't know about because they couldn't figure it out. They couldn't find it. They don't know. Another part of this whole situation was that Trump was moving the boxes full of these top secret documents all over the place based on when the feds were sending lawyers there. Now, and it's the fucked up part. They was using Trump's lawyers to comply. And this is a part of the fucking justice system that broke because they expect everybody in this system to use the same moral and ethical foundation. One lawyer basically came and asked Trump, Trump, do you have any more fucking documents? Trump said, no. The lawyer knew he was fucking bullshitting pressed him on it, and then Trump said, we're going to get you what we got. He went, they directed him to a room, he went to that room, and it was some very intentionally proctored documents around there to make it seem as if, oh, okay, so they giving us everything, to make it seem as if he got everything that they had. Now, this is one thing you need to know about the National Archive. The motherfuckers who keep up with top secret documents know when there is fucking 30 boxes worth of documents missing. So the reason that they continue to ask Trump for this shit ain't because they don't believe Trump. It's because they know that they missing 30 fucking boxes worth of documents. And at no other point in history have they ever been missing boxes of documents up until the point in time where a motherfucker who took five boxes and said, well, I got five, took five boxes. So what's the deduction? Is the deduction that they have been miscalculating that they had 30 boxes? Or was the deduction that somebody else could have done this? No. So they not just not believing that Trump don't got the documents. They know that they're missing a certain level of documents. And that's why they keep going to Trump to say, where this shit at? They asking it formally like, do you have any more? Do you have any more? But they really saying, Trump, where the shit at? Bring it to us. In order for Trump to avoid the feds coming in on him with this shit, he was having his people move these boxes from room to room. He would move it from the lake room. He would move it to the office room. He would move it to the bathroom. Motherfuckers have stacked the boxes in the showers in the bathroom. And because they needed the space, Trump would just, they would be like, hey, we need this space for staff. And they'll say, okay, move these boxes to another room. Trump was putting these boxes, he was having them carry these boxes onto flights with him. He was flying with these boxes. He was treating his boxes better, these boxes better than his fucking autistic son. <laughs> like, and this is what the whole thing is about. And this gets to the conversation that I really want to have. Uh, and it's kind of a two-part conversation. The first part of the conversation is people who can still support Trump knowing that this is going on, 
are fucking delusional. And they don't believe in the sentiments that America was founded on. Um, they also don't believe in the sentiments that Trump ran on. Because Trump's early campaign hinged so much on Hillary Clinton's emails, which the reason that those emails didn't turn into consequences for Hillary Clinton is because they couldn't prove intention. Worst case scenario, it was a grandmama that didn't understand server shit that put a bunch of documents on there and you can't prove intention. Okay. That's the same thing with the documents with Biden. You couldn't prove intention. You couldn't prove that Biden had them documents for some nefarious purpose. With Trump, you can't not prove intention. With Trump, it ain't like he had it like a server that disseminated information real fast where you, you know, that can get out of hand quick or a small batch of documents that Biden had. But this man had 30 boxes that he was telling people to move around just so the feds won't find the motherfuckers. Um, another thing from this, don't lie to the feds. Do not lie to the feds. You just shouldn't lie to the feds. If you have a lot to tell to the feds, it's best to just keep your mouth shut and deal with whatever the fuck gonna happen when you have your trial. But lying to the feds in itself is a fucking crime. Which he and some of his lawyers has done through all, all of this shit. All right. The second big conversation to get into is let's talk about the ineffective of Democrats versus the ineffectiveness of Republicans. Because let's make no mistake. Politics been going the way that it's been going for a long ass fucking time. If it was possible for every marginalized groups to have rights, then rights would be had. But at the end of the day, Democrats and Republicans are in search of the same thing. They are in search of power. They're in search of uh, of, of wealth through uh, capitalism and until the whole government become a bunch of fucking AOCs ain't nobody interested in changing the government as long as it's a fucking Joe Biden or some old motherfucker yes that's what it's gonna be alright they two sides of the same fucking coin they are splitting hairs to two different sides the issue I have is for these people it's a group of people who are intentional on saying the Democrats do it too once the Republicans have done something. Or, you know, the, both of them are bad. This situation is a representation of what bad means on the Republican side versus what bad means on the Democrat side. Ineffective for Democrats means that they are not fucking assertive. It means that Democrats' ineffectiveness is, I don't know, maybe we should, maybe we should be more aggressive with this. Maybe, I think we should probably stand up to them. And then the other Democrats are like, no, no, don't stand up to them. That's we're going to be fighting like them. We, we're going to run the good fight. We're not going to. Their ineffectiveness is rooted in the fact that they're trying to run such a clean campaign that they're not getting any progress done because some of these campaigns take dirt, and Republicans live in the mud. So their ineffectiveness is. How can we get away with the fuck shit that we're doing to make people think that we still got? you know, a, a base moral foundation going on. And this is a representation of that, right? The example that I used when I had this conversation before is that somebody will say that the Democrats and the Republicans are, are both do the same shit because they both got fired, even though the Democrats got a match and the Republicans got a fucking blowtorch. Somebody is looking at them and saying, oh, they standing across from each other finna fight. 
They looking at the motherfucker with the lit match and the motherfucker with a blowtorch and saying, bro, both of them motherfuckers got fired. They both got them. They both share the same responsibility in this fucking shit because they both got fired. This is a fucking prime example of that. Because them motherfuckers went, the Republicans went so hard at Joe Biden because of that little document, the shit that he had on uh, documents. They were trying to catch him on that shit using the fact that Trump had this shit going on at, at Mar-a-Lago. But now, every Republican is calling everybody trying to get Trump um, or who's participating in the criticism of Trump as this just being political. Of them just going after Trump because of his election cycle. He had top secret documents rolling around here. Like Anybody who is objective and who is a patriot of this country cannot accept that he was running around here with these secret documents. And if you do, like you're a part of the problem of why the country still goes in the direction it goes. You don't have to say that Democrats are better. I think they fucking better is the wrong word. I think they ineffective in a different way. That's less harmful. <laughs> Democrats not being effective means really don't shit change. Uh, Republicans being ineffective means that shit change for the fucking worse. And so... This is just a representation of that. The Democrats can mishandle a little few sheets and uh, the Republicans can literally have boxes of that shit rolling around. And there's somebody still saying, well, they both bad. They both just as bad. They different levels of ineffective, man. And we got political season coming up. We got all these stupid looking ass Republicans coming up. I don't know what this indictment for Trump have to like. He facing like 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 two or three hundred years. You know, not to mention that the motherfucker who just leaked the Pentagon documents on Discord, we probably never see that motherfucker again. <laughs> Julian Assange had to fucking flee the country for talking about some shit that was on some limited documents. Trump got 30 fucking boxes full of top secret shit. And they not handling this shit under the same statutes. They handling this shit on some mishandling documentation type shit just because he used to be the president and just because motherfuckers love him too much, why he ain't getting the treatment of other motherfuckers who we have deemed as traitors to the country dealing with this shit? I don't know, man. It's fucking irritating to me. And um, I don't know what it's going to do to the presidential run, but I'm sure somebody out there wishing Trump just get his ass locked up and can't run for the president, goddamn. But who want this motherfucker to be the president again? Like after this, you should not want Trump to be the president but again. But there are plenty of people that do. You, it, it's not logical to me for him. It to isn't to logical, but they do. It's not sensible. And okay, maybe for the Trumpers it is, but it's a lot of people like that. Like <laughs> I was out of town this weekend with some of my homeboys, and one of my homeboys we played a game with. He voted for Trump. Um, oh, my cousin voted for Trump too. Awesome, you know. Also, I saw him at home alone type shit. Like, on the history of your relationship with Trump. Like, a lot of rappers, too. That like, is motherfuckers are so, it's That's so a easy. terrible reason to vote for somebody. Listen, it's so easy to... <laughs> it's so easy to manipulate these motherfuckers. Teddy Riley, when Trump came out talking about all these lies about the indictments and shit, Teddy Riley put some thumbs up and he got some heat for that. And he, like, the reason that he did that is because Trump released his brother. I mean, your brother released now. Goddamn, you ain't got to support that nigga. You know what I'm saying? 
I mean, you can. Don't get me wrong. I don't. I don't know Teddy Riley's politics, and I'm not saying that as a black person that you can't support him or you can't advocate for him. You 100% can, and I ain't gonna even shit on you because of that. You know, uh, it may sound like I'm shitting on you because of because of it. Because when I say shit like I'm saying right now, it don't make no fucking sense why you advocate for him. But if you somebody who been in the middle, somebody who just been kind of like figuring out politics and what to believe, that to me. You you have no logical reason to support Trump at this point. Like you have no logical reason to try to give him your vote to advocate. And if Trump the front runner, it just won't make sense to still be advocating against Democrats for Republicans because they ain't doing the shit. Ice Cube just did that same shit again, same shit he did four years ago. Motherfuckers been talking all that shit. He he been talking a lot of shit about how I didn't tell y'all who to vote for. You know, I just said the Democrat Party ain't doing nothing. Leave me alone. And he, he came right back out to do the shit again. Talking about so the Democratic Party ain't done nothing for us. And again, this is what I'm measuring this by. Let's say that you got kidnapped and you had two captors. And uh, and both of them done kidnapped you. Both of them done fuck your life up. You know what I'm saying? But one come over and slap the shit out you every day and punch you in the stomach. And one just come down there and like stare at you and then walk out the room like they they are both ineffective at your fucking freedom okay they neither one of them is good for the life you want to live and if you had a pistol you shoot both of them okay but one of them is significantly more fucking ineffective for your goddamn health one of them is fucking you up and beating your ass right and if you can't look at the democrats and the republicans and see what the president Future, the future who want to be president, Ron DeSantis, has done in his state and think that he won't try to do that shit across America and think that's worse than what Democrats are doing. I don't know what to say about you. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to say about you. Now, I don't know what Tim Scott finna do in the White House, but it isn't, it's not finna be nothing good for minorities. It ain't finna be doing nothing good for marginalized groups. I'll tell you that shit. If you can look at him and say that he's better than a group that just ain't doing shit, they ain't getting no progress done. But shit ain't going fucking backwards. If you can't look at that and like discern those differences between those two dynamics, I just don't, I don't know. I don't know how your brain works. Um, but once you explain it to me, there are some ways I can understand it. You just might have different principles and that's okay. I won't even, you know, argue with you against having principles that make sense with how you believe. There are principles that I've heard people give me arguments where it's like, okay, yeah, it makes sense. I don't, I don't agree with you know the the politics of it and and mm -hmm. the choice being made, but I understand the logical progression of why you make this choice. You know, um, Killer Mike motherfucking ass. He's saying like he got a police officer daddy. I understand why he support police. You know what I'm saying? I I, I don't have to not, you know, I don't have to be mad at him for supporting police, especially when I understand why. So there's like a wide net cast over motherfucking how I feel about it, but it is what it is. But yeah, that's all I'm gonna talk about. Oh, it's another situation that happened. It's a woman who uh a white woman shot a black woman through her front door in Florida. Um she died next to her 10-year-old son. Cause the white woman basically uh the kids were playing. Listen, they've the lady have had a problem with the black woman and her kids for a whole time. Apparently they've exchanged words since they've been living around each other. The kids left their iPad outside after they were playing. The white woman picked up the iPad. The kids went back out to get the iPad from the white woman. She threw it on the ground and broke it. Now, when the mama 
went to the door to uh, I don't know. She could have been there to confront the lady. She could have been there to slap the shit out of the lady. She could have been just there in, interested in asking if the kids was telling the truth about her breaking the iPad. And she knocked on the door or run the doorbell and boom, a bullet came through the door. Shot in the chest and killed her. And at first they didn't arrest her. Um, what? Because at first they didn't arrest her because the police officer said, you got to understand in, in the state of Florida, um, you have to prove that it wasn't stand your ground first before you can arrest the motherfucker. Uh, and the only information that they had was from the kids. Uh, once they gathered more information, um, they arrested her, and they made it clear that this wasn't stand your ground. It's just that the way that they have to do it legally in the state is they can't just arrest a motherfucker for shooting somebody. Yeah, they have to prove that the shooting was not the one that was in self defense. And so that happened, but that's all I'm gonna mention. Um, you know, America be America ing. And uh, it's just gonna always be the asshole of the country. It just I don't know what's going on in Florida. Yeah, you know, they put out an NAACP put out a travel warning for Florida because they, they really become a hostile to to a lot of marginalized groups. I mean, they've been hostile to some, but like they're becoming more and more hostile every day. People who are not members of marginalized groups are getting so much bolder to be shooting people through goddamn for driving up into their yard, you know, to back up or to be, you know, at the door um, at the wrong house. And it's like you can just shoot a motherfucker through the door now. I mean, what the fuck? Crazy. Yeah. But that's all I got. Um, you got anything else on your mind before we part ways? I do not. All right. Well, until we come to the next conversation, we out. Holla.